your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Well, hi again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Anchor Up Podcast, brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GDSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. Today is Thursday, April 8th. Sorry, this one's coming out a little bit later in the day than normal, but Tim Knott not here this week. He is uh, over in Grand Rapids doing the boys' basketball playoffs he's doing some stats for them helping out with the girls and the boys this week so without him it's just me to bring you everything going on in laker athletics this week uh, but we'll still make sure to give you the quality coverage of all of our great sports teams that had another really successful week so we'll start out with our weekly recap it's brought to you by blue cross blue shield of michigan here for you now more than ever confidence comes with every card and we start with women's lacrosse they went 2-0 and taking on concordia st paul in their gliac openers the uh, golden bears coming down from the Minneapolis-St. Paul area and the Lakers making that long trip feel even longer on the way home as Grand Valley got two double-digit wins running clock in the first half in both of them. Maddie Champagne led the way offensively. She scored 12 goals evenly split, six goals in each game to earn Gleak Offensive Player of the Week honors and then Peyton Neal the goaltender on the other side getting the Defensive Player of the Week with the Lakers allowing just four goals in the two matches against Concordia St. Paul and more so than just the save opportunities talking to Coach Lawler and she mentioned this on the GBSU Sports Report on Monday night after the games but uh, Peyton the way she sets the defense her communication her leadership along that back line for defensive coordinator Nora Berger and for Coach Lawler as well has been critical as she continues to grow in her career and that's why you know not only did she make some saves and help limit the goals but with her leadership she earned defensive player of the week as well so a good start to conference play for women's lacrosse and a good bounce back you know they had that tough nine to seven loss to Indy two weeks ago were supposed to face Walsh the following week on the road they got there but could not compete due to circumstances surrounding COVID-19 so you know more adversity to deal with in a long layoff between those two games and they showed no rust and they showed a lot of edge as they came out and got two emphatic wins over Concordia St. Paul to start GLIAC play. Baseball beat Spring Arbor 17 to nothing next last week and then went on the road to Northwood where they went 1 and 3 in their series against the Timberwolves but they really got a resounding win in game 4 salvaging a game of the series thanks to 10 runs in the second inning of Game 4 as Grand Valley got a victory over the nationally ranked Northwood Timberwolves. On the outdoor track and field scene, five Lakers had provisional marks in their competition down in Kentucky. Nicole Sreenan, who's still riding high after that indoor national championship just a few weeks ago down in Birmingham, Alabama. This time she's had a provisional mark in the outdoor 400-meter. Hunter Harding and Justin Scavarda, who also had nice performances at the indoor championships, they put themselves in position to participate in the outdoors with provisional marks in the hammer throw, and then Jackson Blanchard and Daniel Walker, each hitting provisional marks in the 400 hurdle. So five Lakers putting themselves at least in contention to compete in Allendale in the national championships at the end of May. They'll have a few more opportunities, including this weekend. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Volleyball, meanwhile, wrapped up their regular season. They swept Purdue Northwest on the road and in the process earned GLIAC Southern Division Championships. That win is the 12th divisional championship in GVSU history. It's the most by any GLIAC school in the conference history. So continuing the dominance for the Lakers in volleyball and they get a GLIAC South Division Championship 
for their efforts after a really nice year. And again, all the adversity of not playing in the fall, going basically a year and a half without playing competitive volleyball, but were able to overcome that and have a very nice season when it was all said and done. And it's not quite done yet. They'll participate in the GLIAC tournament. We'll set the stage for that a little bit later on in the show. Softball got back to their winning ways by sweeping Ashland on Monday. That comes after a split with Wayne State last Tuesday, then having the Ashland games that were supposed to be played Friday moved to Monday, then the Saginaw Valley games that were supposed to be played Saturday rescheduled for May 4th due to issues surrounding COVID-19 with the Saginaw team. But despite not playing for nearly a week, the Lakers able to get the victories over Ashland behind some really good pitching performances uh, Hannah Biotis gave up just one unearned run in the opener. Then Genesis Agart, who retired 16 consecutive batters at one point, allowed just two hits, both of them singles, as she got the win for her first as a Laker. So congratulations to the freshman on a good performance there. And then the Lakers went to Purdue Northwest on Wednesday to begin an eight-game road trip, and they had to really pull them out. The Lakers were down 3 nothing after the first two winnings of the opener. Nicoma Holman hit a bases-loaded, bases-clearing double to left field in the fifth to tie the game. Then Lydia Goble and Brooke Henning each had two-run hits in the seventh inning as the Lakers put up four runs to run away with it 7-3 to over the pride. Then a back-and-forth game, two saw the Lakers finally win it 5-4. to So the Lakers able to hold off Purdue Northwest on the road and get two more wins. Grand Valley is now 11-1 and in GLIAC play this year as they continue to really dominate the league. That one loss, of course, coming in the split with Wayne State, but the Lakers showing no ill effects this week, going 4-0 and so far. They've got a couple more on the road this weekend as well. So Grand Valley gets the wins on the softball diamond, and that also leads us nicely into our Coors Light stat of the week. I just told you about Nakoma Holman's big three-run double in the first game of that doubleheader against the Pride on Wednesday. She's now hit safely in all 12 GLIAC games this year, and she also has an overall hitting streak of 14 consecutive games at the time of the recording of this podcast. And it's awfully impressive, baseball, softball, whatever. But even so, the fact that in softball, there's only seven innings per game, usually. So you're probably, there's going to be times you're only going to get three chances at the plate. For some batters, it's only two chances at the plate if nothing goes your way. So she's got limited opportunities, but still able to take advantage of them. Game in and game out, hitting safely in all 12 games against conference opponents and a 14-game hit streak. That is our Coors Light stat of the week. Continuing on with our recap of what's happened the last week in Laker Athletics, we wrap it up with Women's Golf, who finished third at the NC4K Classic. And the two-day event, the Lakers had four individuals in the top 20. Katie Chipman led the way, as she usually does, with an 11th place finish. The Lakers also had Saul Pose finish 12th, and then a tie for 18th back there as well. So a good team effort gets them the third place finish as they wrapped up the NC4K Classic on Monday and Tuesday. So that is your weekly recap, all of it brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now, more than ever, confidence comes with every card. The Anchor Up podcast is also brought to you in part by NovaCare. Discover the power of physical therapy with the official physical therapy provider of GBSU Athletics. It's brought to you by PNC Bank, the official bank of GBSU Athletics, PNC Bank for the achiever in you. Brought to you by Earhart Construction, right from the start. By Homewood Suites Grand Rapids, enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in downtown Grand Rapids. It's also brought to you by Uccello's, where great food and sports come together. By DTE Energy, know your own power. By Mervine Beverage, reminding you to drink responsibly. And brought to you in part by Fox Motors. 
Well, it's a beautiful week here in the first week of April. Hopefully you've had a chance to get outside and enjoy some weather. Of course, it's also Masters Week. The National Championships just wrapped up, and boy, were we treated to two really good National Championship games. Uh, congratulations to Stanford. They were able to hang on twice. First, they beat my Gamecocks in the semifinals and then turned around and really had to withstand as they wound up pulling out that win on Sunday night and then on Monday, uh, you know, I, I, Baylor was just unbelievable. As you, we watched Gonzaga all year and all the talk about how great they were, and they were. Uh, and, and Baylor, I think, because of the loss to Kansas, because they weren't, uh, you know, going for the undefeated season. Remember, they lost to Kansas after a three-week stretch where they didn't play because of COVID. So had that not happened, there's a really likelihood that Baylor wins that game and maybe we're talking about them as the first undefeated team since 76 but unfortunately for them that's not the case but they're okay I think with cutting down the nets just so athletic so fast so good defensively and they opened up with a 9 nothing lead and really you know, Gonzaga never really stood a chance so congratulations to both national champions and you know congratulations to the NCAA putting on an NCAA tournament of course there was the one opening round game where Oregon advanced because of COVID complications but other than that every other game got in on the men's and women's side and they're able to enjoy a really good tournament and uh, it's it's a memorable one for a lot of reasons I think obviously the the COVID issues will be probably headline number one but there were some really good games uh, you know that obviously that UCLA and Gonzaga semifinal was unbelievable and then to see what Baylor did and pull out the victory was awfully impressive as well. So a lot to be proud of getting through all of that, getting through a full college basketball season. Of course, everything was on the line for that, and there was all that talk about doing whatever they could to make sure that the NCAA tournament was played this year, and they were able to do just that and got all the conference tournaments off. Of course, there were some issues with COVID, but you know what? It was one of those things where you just – if you got COVID or you couldn't participate in the conference tournament, you just got to move on. And a lot of those teams got their opportunity in the NCAA tournament anyways with the teams like Virginia. And, and they got a chance to still end their season and participate in the NCAA tournament and just find ways to make it happen. So uh, everybody at the end of the day just has to you know give, give a big tip of the cap to all those student athletes as well who sacrificed so much over the last six months to get to the point where they were playing to be in game shape after coming off a year of not playing and all the uncertainty. I know I gained some weight during COVID uh, layoff, but hopefully, obviously, they were able to still persevere just like our athletes have, and it was great to see it on the big stage. I think a combined 21 million people watched the basketball championships between the men and the women on ESPN and CBS. So good, good numbers for that good entertainment value for everybody at home and again a big thanks to all those student athletes all the administrator and all the coaches that were able to make that happen and pull it off for two complete NCAA tournament runs so it's time to give you a look at our upcoming schedule before we do that though a quick side note for you it's just a little bit of personal news for you the uh the GVSU Softball team is participating in the GLIAC tournament down in Sandusky, Ohio in mid-May, and I will be making the trip as well, but on behalf of the GLIAC, I got word this week, excited to share with you that I will be the voice of the GLIAC softball tournament this year, so looking forward to going down to Sandusky, Ohio and working with the uh, great GLIAC crew and all the great administrators at the league office to bring you the live streams of uh, the GLIAC softball tournament down from Sandusky, Ohio. We'll make sure you have all the coverage links of how you can watch the Lakers and every GLIAC team play in that tournament 
in May, and uh, I'll have the fun of calling that for you. It'll be fun to call some softball on the uh, GLIAC Sports Network to bring you the championships there, so make sure you stay tuned for more information regarding that. All right, let's take a look at what's coming up. You're brought to you by Ziegler Automotive this weekend. Volleyball, as I mentioned, off to the GLIAC tournament, and this is their postseason. There's no national tournament, so this is it. The Lakers playing for a trophy over at Saginaw Valley. They have two gyms, so the Cardinals are going to host, and uh, it'll be a double elimination kind of tournament. So the way they're going to do it, all 12 teams are going to the site for the GLIAC tournament. The Lakers are one of the top four seeds. They get a bye past the first round. So five will play 12, six will play 11, so on and so forth. The one that the Lakers are looking at, the winner of Ashland and Purdue Northwest, will face Grand Valley in the second round. So the way this double elimination bracket's going to work, let's say Ashland beats Purdue Northwest, Ashland advances to play Grand Valley, Purdue Northwest drops into what we'll call the loser's bracket. Then in that second round, when Ashland plays Grand Valley, let's say Grand Valley wins, Grand Valley moves on to the GLIAC semifinals, Ashland with their loss drops down into that loser's bracket as well and will play another team that lost that opening round matchup in a doesn't matter if you win, doesn't matter if you lose, your, your season's basically over either way. If you win that second game, you might advance to play another one, but, other, but they're not really going to count towards anything. Once you hit that loser's bracket, you cannot win a GLIAC tournament championship, so you have to win each game in order to win the GLIAC trophy, but they wanted to find a way to make sure that everybody making the trip got to play at least two matches, got to play some volleyball, get some players some experience if they don't advance, and if you're playing a loser's bracket match, maybe try some different things and just have a fun end to the season because obviously there's no NCAA tournament to get ready for or worry about. So that'll wrap up the volleyball schedule this weekend. Make sure you follow at GVSU Volley or at GVSU Lakers and visit GVSULakers.com for all the schedule updates, times, results, and everything else as the Lakers fight for a GLIAC tournament championship after winning that GLIAC Southern Division title last week. Softball Road Warriors for the next week. They go to Davenport on Saturday for a pair. They then start the redo of their schedule. They've already they'll reach the halfway point after the Davenport showdown. They will then go to Kenosha, Wisconsin to face Parkside for the second time. The Lakers swept the Rangers in the first meetings back here in Allendale. That was in the GLIAC openers a few weeks ago. They'll then go on to Ferris State up in Big Rapids on Wednesday. So six straight road games this week. The Lakers then finally return home on the 17th when they take on Northwood. Women's lacrosse, meanwhile, is at home this weekend. They take on those Davenport Panthers in what will be a battle for first place in the GLIAC. The game's set for 12 p.m. on Saturday. Davenport is 6-0 in the league. The Lakers, who have played a lot of non-conference competition, are 2-0 to start the conference season, so that'll be a big one for first place in the league, and the Lakers will look to uh, continue the dominant run that they had to start GLIAC play against Concordia St. Paul last week. Outdoor track and field is back down in Kentucky. They've also got a couple of other sites that they're going to this weekend, assuming that weather doesn't play a big role uh, over in Michigan, Ohio, and Kentucky. There is some weather in the area this week, and it's going to be a wet one for the Davenport game, we imagine, on Saturday. Hopefully the uh, softball diamond stays dry enough over in Grand Rapids so they can get that game in. But you know, here at the lacrosse field, it's turf. They'll play as long as there's no lightning, and we'll have that one for you on the Grand Valley Sports Network. Men's and women's tennis, as a matter of fact, because of the weather in the area, they're going to play inside against Purdue Northwest on Friday. They're hoping to get outdoors when they host Ferris State next Wednesday, and then in the middle of that, the women will go to Davenport for a matchup on Sunday. So three matches for tennis this week. Women's golf is back in action as they 
play in the Cavalier Classic on Sunday and Monday. And the men's golf team, after that second-place finish a couple of weeks ago, is back at it as they face off in the UND invite on Monday and Tuesday. A couple of matchups that were supposed to happen, but due to some circumstances surrounding COVID-19 that will not. Baseball was supposed to host Wayne State this week in their GLIAC home openers. That has been postponed due to a basically campus-wide shutdown over at Wayne State. And then on the other side, soccer was supposed to host Davenport this week. That has been postponed as well due to circumstances surrounding COVID-19. Meanwhile, we've had some home events now with fans in the stands, and on Saturday when lacrosse is home, again, fans will be welcome. We just remind you, please, to continue to wear your mask, practice social distancing, make sure you stay at least six feet away from all other parties. I think it's gone really well so far with having some fans able to come and watch the games, and of course the parents and family of our student-athletes are certainly happy about that, and we're happy to have you here, and hopefully uh, people continue to follow protocols, and we don't see a bump, and we can we can keep on opening things a little bit more as things get a little bit more back to normal. So everybody make sure to do your part, and uh, hopefully pretty soon we'll have those full stands again, like all those throwback Thursday pictures we keep throwing out. One more note for you, by the way, GVSU football season tickets are on sale now, so make sure you uh, find out how you can get a hold of GVSU season tickets. Go to gvsutickets.com for more information as those tickets are becoming available here this week. And uh, hopefully, you know, everybody can get back and get those season tickets, get back into the Lubber Stadium. I know we're excited to get football back in the fall, and hopefully that'll be the signs that everything is back to normal. All right, well, speaking of getting back to normal, Tim will be back next week for a more normal version of the Anchor Up podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed my ramblings as we give you a snapshot of everything going on in GVSU athletics. Enjoy what should be a wet but warm week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been the Anchor Up podcast presented by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU athletics, your health, our passion. Tim will be back next week, but for now, this is Jake Levy saying so long and as always, Anchor Up. <laughs>